0: Perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did. Whiteley, so. Mile High Sports. It's Red Shirt Friday. Wear a red shirt on Friday to honor our troops. Presented by the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation at mcsf.org. Well,
1: I don't need that information. Any information you can look up about the Nuggets, I got a guy for that right here. Oh, you got a guy for Chris that? Chris Marlowe is on oh, in my God, the Chris house. Marlo? She's whispering in my ear, Jokic is day to day. <laughs> <laughs> We got Milo coming up. He'll I didn't want you him. to look bad in front of so Chris Marlowe. And just in case you hadn't heard, Jokic's day to day, Chris.
0: <laughs> yep. Hey, Gil, you know, uh, one thing I should tell you and Kelsey: uh, less than a hundred days till the uh, 2022 Olympic Games begin.
2: Ooh. Uh,
0: I mean, but I'm not. But I'm not participating. I just thought you'd like to know that.
2: You're not okay because I was going. I was going to search for every game that you were calling. But, no, but unfortunately, it, but,
0: <laughs> unfortunately, I will be well. Fortunately, I will be working for the Nuggets. We'll be right in the middle of the season. So. Yeah, uh, I don't do Winter Olympics. I do uh, summer beach volleyball and the Nuggets. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, well, that
1: you don't sense. do Winter Olympics. <laughs> they didn't ask you. If they asked you, you'd be in the, you'd be in the, knee deep in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that just
0: no, no, I had a chance to do that one time. Uh, they were they were talking to me about about doing short track speed skating. Which sounded kind of good. It's kind of a race. It's something I could do, even though I, I never did it myself. But I, I just don't see. Uh, I, I don't see myself as a winner Olympian. I'm kind of a sunny guy with a big smile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You. The. uh are a uh, beach guy. Well, I mean, did you ever play in the World Series of Poker? Because I know you you played did play-by-play play for that.
0: No, I did not play in that. And most of the 25 sports uh, that I've called over my career, I have not played in. Uh, so uh, lots of times you have to just go there and do oh, the best sure. job you can and, and hope that, uh, that your analyst knows uh, what he or she is talking about.
1: I absolutely hate it when, when I, I see what, um, a volleyball broadcast, uh, basically a college game, whether it be guys or gals, and the, the, no, the, no one on the broadcast team knows what they're talking about. Oh, you really need someone in the booth for volleyball that knows what they're doing.
0: Well, it was interesting early in my career when I was doing. Uh, well, I was doing basketball and volleyball. Uh, whenever I do basketball, I get a lot of comments and suggestions, and, and and sometimes you'd get criticism. Hey, you said this or said that. I never got any of that in volleyball because uh, most people, when I started, didn't know a, a volleyball from a pineapple. So they didn't know the rules. They didn't know the, oh. the protocol. The you know, and so uh, I, I never really got criticized very much for volleyball. So. Uh, it's, it's an interesting experience when you put yourself out there, particularly in a sport that you, that you don't know what
1: you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if Everybody, if, if, whether you played basketball or not, pretty much every sportscaster knows basketball, whether they ever played the game. But when it comes to volleyball, uh, that's, not, that, that's not necessarily the case. Nonetheless, let's talk about basketball. Uh, I never even considered Jokic going down. Uh, until he was there on the floor, I was like, I was, I, was, I mean, I skipped a little bit. My, I skipped, a, I skipped a beat or two when he was. I said, "What? Jokic is down now." You weren't there, right? That was a TNT game, so you were watching on TV yourself.
0: Correct, correct. And my heart uh, stopped for a moment, and <laughs> oh, yeah. I just said, "Oh my god!" Uh, and then when they showed the replay, I felt a little bit better about it once he got up. Uh, he's got a bone bruise, as as you said, he's day-to-day. We'll find out uh, probably later this afternoon whether. Uh, I think if this was a playoff game, it was game seven of a playoff series, he probably would play. But I think they're going to be very, very cautious with him. Uh, they certainly don't want to uh, do anything that might jeopardize the rest of the season. It's, it's a tough one because you've got the Mavs tonight, which are uh, Mavs, a really good team with a fabulous player, Luka Doncic, and then you've got at Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, Minnesota has been playing really well. So, uh, could you sit him tonight? Play him tomorrow? Could you play him tonight? Sit him tomorrow? or Do you sit him both games? That's that's something for Michael Malone to figure out.
1: Uh, yeah. I, if uh, if uh, if they if they end up sitting him any appreciable amount of time, I'm uh, I'm uh, in in the back of my mind. I don't think they're telling me the truth all the time. Just between you and I, Chris. I don't think they necessarily tell me everything I should know or that I want to know. Uh, if they sit him out a couple, three games, I think he might have a hairline patella fracture.
0: Uh, I wouldn't go that far, Gil. Well, no, 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 that, no, 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 that, no, no, that, no. That's, that, that's
1: just the way I yeah. think. That's the way I think. I'm not yeah. saying I think that's happened, but well. I. Well, no wonder they don't tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading rumors you know, over you're here. You to start a rumor
0: that he's got a patella fracture. No, I no,
1: no I'm not I'm not starting that rumor. But that's no. the way I think when I when you know, a contusion, hey, you hey, you're fine, you got a bruise. But Let's nothing's
2: go. more uncomfortable than pl- like trying to play through something when you your knee your knees just they they're I mean, I'm not saying the Yokish wouldn't play <laughs> through pain, but it's an uncomfortable feeling to feel like you could do more Damage to something when it's not fully like stable and good.
1: I'd still like to see a little more Bones Highland uh, at this point, uh, and we've not seen it. uh, So, what I was, what I feared is kind of happening uh, at this point. And what I've seen of Najee when he gets in the game, with the stuff I've seen when he's played, and he hadn't played this year yet, or maybe he got it, and I don't think he has. But when the last year, the games he got in, he he almost always looked good. He has a really nice shot. I just don't uh, you know is he out of, is he just not working out? Uh, you know, what is your what are your thoughts on Najee? Well, let me give you let me give you bones first. Okay, I believe it is a bones
0: day if you know what that means. If you follow social media, a bones day is an optimistic day. You know the dog that stands up, it's a bones day and I think he's going to play tonight. I think you're going to see him with the second unit. I think it's going to help a lot. As for Zeke Naji, I think he's got a lot of uh, potential and athletic ability, but he did not play well in summer league, and he did not play well uh, in uh, preseason. And so I, I think they were a little down on him. More importantly, they, he's down on himself. I particularly, he's a first-round pick. He, you know, he's 6'10", 240, can shoot. Uh, I think there you've got to find a way to get him in there. Uh, the question is where where do you put him? Uh, do you, do you utilize him over the greens uh, that you know have much more experience? Uh, I, I think Najee's going to get his chance, and the big key for him, I, I'm still high on him. The key is when you get your chance, you have to be ready and go in there and perform. And if he does that, he'll he'll earn more playing time this season.
1: Well, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm glad. You know, I wish they played every night. You know, but I know that's not going to happen. But I do like it when there's back-to-backs. So we get tonight and tomorrow. Because it's pretty much all I have to do is be able to watch. You know, the Broncos season's pretty much over. I was so happy that the Nuggets season had started. And then when, when Jokic went down, I was like, oh, no, please don't take this away from me. I took it personally, okay? Well, it's interesting. If Jokic does not play
0: tonight, it's an interesting opportunity. You mentioned Ziknaji. Does he get a chance to play? Would you play Bowl Bowl a little bit? Could you utilize him and see what he can give? Uh, particularly, I was thinking, you know, maybe you could play a little zone defense with Bowl, the man in the middle. Uh, they tried that uh, a little bit last year. So I think there are opportunities for guys. But right now there's, there's, there's areas of concern. The, the, the turnover's way too many. Uh, the free throw shooting has been terrible. They're in the 60s. And the bench has to play better. And I think uh, putting Bones uh, in with the bench guys I think will help. I think you'll see maybe staggered starters tonight. I think you'll see Barton with a second unit. I think you'll see And there's another story, MPJ off to a slow start. You know, can he rev it up? We've seen in the past
1: that he can. That was a and perfect for- opportunity for him to step up when, when Jokic went down. And who stepped up? Barton really stepped up. I, was, I couldn't have been prouder of him. And MPJ disappeared. You know what? He's just
0: he's just started the season slowly in a shooting slump. Now, plenty of other guys are the same way. You look at Damian Lillard's numbers to start the season, you know, and he's an eight time All Star. Uh, he's off to a terrible start. Did anybody say he's a terrible player? No. Uh, I think you have to give MPJ the benefit of the doubt here. He had a really good season last year. Is he prone to some lapses here and there? Yes. Uh, but any night he can go off for twenty five or thirty. So uh, I expect if, if Jokic does not play tonight, uh, I would I would take uh, MPJ over twenty points for sure.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, what kind of kid is is Highland Bones Highland? Uh, have you talked to him in you know, conversations? I have had no conversation with okay. Bones Highland, uh,
0: but from all reports. He's outgoing, he's gregarious, he's upbeat, uh, he's fun, he's interesting. Uh, he gave the little speech before the game the other night, the first home game, and he got the crowd revved up. Uh, he's ready to play. He's ready to go, and I think he's going to be a great addition. And You know, this is kind of how you find out. You, you go through it, uh, your bench is not playing well, okay. So now it's time for Bones Highland. It's not like you're, you're taking guys and replacing them. Uh, when the bench is going well, I think the bench is only averaging 24 points a game, which is last in the NBA. So uh, they need a spark, and I, I think
1: they'll get it tonight. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that's not afraid to show you what he can do. He's like, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to I'm ready to go out there and play when he gets out there. He's not. Well, you know, c- yeah, confidence is half the battle. If you can yeah. take the confidence right now
0: of Bones Highland and he hasn't even played that much, and put it into Zeke Najee and play with that kind of uh, enthusiasm, uh, you, you have completely different players. And I, I think you would say the same with Nikola Jokic. I mean, he just looks, when he's in the game, he just looks like he's got supreme confidence. He's going to score every time. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to do that thing. That's what MPJ needs. He needs that that confidence all the time. It kind of ebbs and flows with him. So uh, I think confidence in the NBA, both but that's a that's kind of an overlooked factor. Sometimes when you're playing at a high level, and you're confident, you're ready to go, you usually play well.
1: What I've seen from from Nikola Jokic this year, he looks vastly more confident, and and he he has added moves that he has obviously practiced, and and he was in, in the first six games that I've seen him play. Uh, whatever is it six yet? I don't know whatever the number is. He looked better than he did last year.
0: Yeah, I think there's uh, every reason to believe that he'll be a better player than he was last year, particularly without Jamal Murray. He's going to get more opportunities. Uh, He'll probably play more minutes, but less games. And, uh, you know, the other night I was thinking when when he was completely torching Rudy Gobert, he had the 24 minutes, 24 24 points. Got to love that. In 15 minutes. Uh, no, no player has ever had that since the merger, since nineteen seventy six. And I was just thinking to myself, boy, I wish I was on the call tonight. I would be saying, "Okay, Rudy, who's your daddy?
1: Who's your <laughs> daddy? It's Nikola Jokic." Yeah, well, I think he has his best games against the best centers because he want he wants to school these guys. He schools Gobert. He schools Aiton. Uh, you know, that, I think Aiton loves playing with him, playing against him. I think Aiton is a, is is his biggest fan.
0: Well, I think early early in Jokic's career he had trouble with Go- Gobert. He just had trouble figuring him out. He was kind of driving into him and, and, and trying to out-muscle him. And, and that's Rudy's game. You know, you drive into him, he's got length. But now what he does, you know, he pops in two 15-footers, Gobert's off balance, he drives by him for a dunk, then he draws him into a foul, and then, uh, you know, he's got him going. He's got him on the string. So I think the great thing about Jokic, he figures out. How to play against certain guys? He got a little guy; he takes him inside and beats him over the head. He, he's got a uh, a big guy; he takes him outside uh, and he rains down jumpers or, or drives right by him. So uh, our problem, our issue, is not Nikola Jokic. Uh, no, he, he's off to a great start, and I, I really think if the Nuggets can get their act together and challenge in the West, uh, he's going to be he's going to be a candidate for MVP again. Back to back MVPs, I think, you know, as, as players fall by the wayside, uh, Nikola Jokic has proven that over time he's, he's just really, really.
1: Good. I think he wants to play tonight. And, you know, looking at him, last year they wanted to sit him like at the second to last game and he said no because mm-hmm. he wanted all 72 games. Yeah, and I think that was a badge of honor with
0: him. Yeah. But that's not, that's not going to happen this year. Okay. They're going to be a little bit more judicious with him. Michael Malone has already said, look, he did it. I let him do it. It's kind of a Serbian thing, Serbian pride, and he wanted to do it. He was the first one to play all the games to win MVP since Kobe did it in 2007-2008. So uh, I don't think that was lost on Nikola Jokic. And and I think it was a big reason why he just swept to the award. I mean, when you play 50 games out of 70 and, you, and one guy plays 72 and has fabulous numbers and the team finishes in the West, I mean, that was just a no-brainer. So we'll see this year about the MVP. Let's hope, he, let's hope he's healthy. Let's hope he plays tonight. Uh, if he does, we're going to have a heck of a game on altitude.
1: Uh, the, uh, uh, you said it was the first time anybody had done it since the merger of the ABA and the NBA. That's uh, what they uh, tell me. The last guy that probably did it is our guy, guy Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> well, Wilt, I
0: don't think. It depends when it was. They didn't give me the exact guy who did it. I think Wilt retired, I want to say he retired in 74.
1: Oh, was it that last? I was thinking 72 or three, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think he was still, you know, he retired early. You know, at 40, they were asking him to come back at 50. Gene, uh,
1: Gene, Gene Selznick talked him into retiring to come out and play on the beach.
0: Well, they come down and lay on the beach and do your thing. You know, Wilt had a, a number of uh, extracurricular interests shall we say, and uh, he, he, he didn't need basketball to be validated. I believe Wilt only played 13 years. I mean, guys are playing like 15, 20 now. LeBron LeBron is heading for 20, but uh, uh, I know you you respect Wilt greatly. And the, the records that he put up will, will just never be broken. You, I'll never,
1: you can forget about it. I'll never forget him being on Carson, and Carson was talking about him making love to 20,000 women. He said, yeah. "He says, that really, that, that almost that's astronomical numbers. Can that really be true?" And he said, "He said Johnny, he said that book was published two years ago." <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, he
1: holds he holds so much, you know, the points per game, the
0: points per season, the rebounds, uh, the the minutes. I mean, he probably his most incredible accomplishment if if, if that was true.
1: What are uh, let's get to the Halloween movies. I I in Halloween, you know, you got kids in the house. There are movies that the kids can watch uh, that, you need, that we need to give recommendations. There are really scary movies. What's the scariest movie that you've ever witnessed?
0: Well, the scariest movie, when I was uh, maybe seven years old uh, in Los Angeles, I went to the Arrow Theater to watch a movie called Dementia 13. Yeah. And there, there was a uh, scene in there where uh, one of the good guys, he goes out in the forest. and He's looking for this cave where the murderer supposedly has all his guys. Uh, you know, where he's buried the bodies, and he finds the cave, and he enters the cave. It's got a small opening, so he has to crawl into the cave, and he goes in there, and he finds skeletons and bodies and all kinds of terrible things. He realizes he's found, he's found the cave, and so he, he, he starts to come out of the cave, and he has to get down on all fours, and he crawls right out. Uh, as soon as he gets out of the cave, there's a guy with an axe And they show this axe coming down, and it cuts off his head, and his head rolls down the hill from where the cave is, and plop, 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 right into the lake. Oh, my God. And I I jumped up, and I got two cramps in the back of my legs and screamed bloody murder. So that was the most uh, scary movie that I ever saw, the the most contemporary movie. I love the Halloween movies with uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis. And, uh, I watched the, watch the
1: original one the <laughs> other day. Uh, yeah, the
0: original, the original with Donald Pleasance and Michael Myers. Uh, that's just a, a fabulous yeah. produced movie. It's scary. People, the music is, is unbelievably good, and uh, you know the plot in Haddonfield is. Just you know
1: brilliant. how she got that role? That was her first movie role. I know, I knew it was, but I didn't know how she got it. Well, they they were looking for who they wanted to cast in this thing. And the and the very first uh, the very first hack hack hatchet movie or or you know stabbing film that was ever made was Psycho and mm-hmm. that was her mom yes it was in Psycho and they got Jamie Lee Curtis because their mom was the original uh, recipient of the of the, the kitchen knife that I'm in my selfie <laughs> with
0: Wow I, I didn't know that And really? that, that of course was uh, Janet Lee
1: Yes and
0: uh, yeah. Uh, I I just think uh, that movie was just put together, and I never forget Donald Pleasant's, You know when they find him, and evil he is evil, and then he, <laughs> he disappears. They shoot him twenty times. He's down on the ground, down below, yeah. and then they look out, and the music starts, and they look over, and he's gone.
1: Great he's score. Gone, the
0: music starts up, and she starts sobbing. It's the greatest ending for a movie ever, maybe.
1: Kelsey, what's your favorite? What's your scariest movie, Kelsey?
0: I.
2: Scariest movie is kind of difficult for me. I don't say it's, it's, it's kind of difficult for me to get scared in movies.
1: I know it's a little. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I the scariest movie I've ever seen, or creepiest, what it is, is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. I thought that was uh, unbelievably creepy. And I think the scariest moment I ever saw was in Aliens when the thing came out of his chest. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, they didn't, when they shot that scene where it came out of his chest. They didn't know that was going to happen. They 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 knew something was going to happen. They didn't know what was going to happen. Really? and all the all the actors reacted to this thing that came out of his chest. Yeah, oh, you know uh, another contemporary when I was when I was prepping a
0: little for your show. Uh, I don't know if it's a Halloween movie, but I don't know if you saw the movie Get Out.
1: Oh yeah, it, it was yes. brilliantly
0: done. I was uh, and creepy and scary and and. Uh, uh, I like that movie a yeah, lot. It it was did you good. see?
2: Did you see? That was one that was really scary. And Us. Did you see Us too?
1: I didn't care for that. No. It, it oh, was I it that was, was creepy. creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. Because there were they, there were mirror images of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You that know, was so, really it's so funny you say that because yesterday
0: I was sitting on my bed and and uh, there was a movie called Them about these giant ants who attacked. <laughs> oh I, yeah. <laughs> and oh. I started watching that. I had never seen it before. Oh really? And, yeah, and it was, and and James Arnest was in it, and James Whitmore, and some some great actors. And I thought, how did they how did they end up getting in this piece of you know what? Oh. But it was uh, one of those classic old time movies that you just go ha, ha, ha.
2: The the one that like the first scary movie that I remember was The Ring. Oh, I sure. remember being freaked good. out by that one. Oh yeah, that was good. Some of them are like kind of cheesy, you know. But the Ring, I thought that was that was well, it, that you, was creepy. Really,
1: I see. I always see the original version and the U.S. version. That was originally that was, oh, originally, origi- a, that was yeah. originally a Japanese film.
2: I yeah, I knew I knew and it was, that.
1: The original was something else. Yeah,
2: I thought. That, yeah, that that one got me. That one got me.
0: Well, I can I can honestly say that I've never seen The Ring. Uh, and I apologize for that.
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to. But you did see The Day of the Earth Stood Still, the good one. I did. You the watched good, it after the Nuggets game. The, the good one, not not the one that they just made.
0: Right, yeah. My, my dad was in a number of, uh, of sci-fi movies that uh, some were really good and some were not so good. But uh, I think The Day of the Earth Stood Still uh, with Michael Rennie and Patricia Neal uh, really holds up if you want to watch
1: it. Yeah, that's right there with Forbidden Planet, and uh, uh, there were some great films in the fifties that that uh, you know most scientific things were B movies. They were the second movie on the bill, uh, but uh, they made they started making the very first ones that were the A on the film that were those films there, uh, yep. and then later when Star Wars came out, then they became the. You know, all of a sudden that became a big deal. Hey, we got to go because I know that they're screaming at me in the in the booth. We're, all right, we're great uh, great to, we're, to be on with you guys today. Yeah, we're we're actually kind of playing around and having fun. Thank okay, you. altitude tonight,
0: nuggets and Mavs. I'll go be to-
1: there. I'll be there. Yes. Thank you. Cause this final world it keeps spinning around. I've been a A puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king,
0: I've been...